0: Welcome to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with author and speaker, Dr. Steve Steff. I'm Jim Brangenberg, your host for the day. For more information about Dr. Steff and how the Transforming Leadership team builds effectiveness in leaders, please look online at tleadership.com, that's tleadership.com. Now let's join Dr. Steff in the studio. Hi, I'm Jim Brangenberg and I'm joined by Dr. Steve Steff, the founder of Transforming Leadership. Before we begin, Steve, I think it'd be great to remind everybody we're going through what we refer to as the Transforming Leadership Proverbs, a series of proverbs that you and your team have put together, sayings, truisms, as you have walked alongside leaders and coached them. These are things that have come up, that have bubbled up to the top many, many times. Today's proverb is going to be an interesting one, Steve. Here's the proverb of the day. Understanding by the listener is always the responsibility of the speaker now now i gotta tell you i had speech class in college i've done a lot of speeches nobody's ever told me that what do you mean
1: we work with as you know primarily senior leaders in the workplace and I can't tell you, Jim, how many times I've worked with senior leaders that are frustrated in dealing with their teams, whether they be executive teams or whether they be functional teams, whatever they might be, um, frustrated with their their direct reports because they keep telling them something and and the direct report's not following through, or they have to tell them the same thing over and over and over again. And the fact is they are telling them, they are delivering Uh, Data, they're delivering information, but generally they are not taking the time to ensure that the message is received. There's a difference in telling someone something and making sure the message is received. So the understanding is always the responsibility of the speaker. Just because I tell you doesn't mean that you've understood, or doesn't mean uh, I'll go a step further. You may have understood what I said, but you didn't necessarily understood what I meant. You know, that could be two different things as well.
0: But I've told them over and over and over again, take out the garbage, son. I'm just yeah. asking to take that garbage out. Would you just take the garbage out? But, it, you know, uh, it's, but I get frustrated. I, I made mean, that was a bad example, but in, in, in a leadership position, we ask people to do the same things over and over again, and they just won't get it done. But it, it, I think it goes back to something that I've learned a lot in marriage mentoring, Steve, this one thing that when you say something to your spouse, they don't necessarily hear what you actually said because they've interpreted through their personal filter. That's a, so yeah, that's what, exactly one right. of the greatest yeah, things you
1: said, what I heard, maybe two different things. So how
0: do you yeah. fix that?
1: Yeah. Uh, one here's, here's a great uh, uh, phrase, if you will catchphrase. And I think this was coined maybe by Chip and Dan Heath, uh, Uh, Maybe not, but they certainly use it in their books and it's called the curse of knowledge. So the curse of knowledge is when uh, I know something so well or know some so much about some particular subject That it's in fact difficult for me to communicate about that subject because I, I don't realize that you don't understand what I'm talking about so uh best example is uh, a surgeon if you've ever had opportunity and i know in the last uh, year or so with your organ donation you had a lot of opportunity to have conversation with the surgeon it's real easy for the surgeon to just start explaining something in great detail and you're sitting there nodding your head and yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you you don't have a clue what they're talking about because the context his understanding is that well everybody knows this yeah So when he uses his surgeon words, if you will, or our engineer words, or our department words, I'm believing that you're understanding what I'm looking for, what I'm talking about. And you may be nodding your head and smiling, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you thoroughly understood or that you understood the outcome that I was looking for.
0: What is one great question that you as a leader can ask of the person that you are talking to, to make sure that they have heard what you actually meant to say.
1: Depending on who you're talking with, and and you you might couch the question, but essentially what you're going to ask is re- repeat. Tell me back uh, your understanding of what I'm looking for, because it man, it's it's it's. I start to say it's not unusual. More often than not, we've got feedback that their understanding there's a pretty good gap between their understanding and exactly what my expectation is and and until i ask that question uh, i don't really know what they're hearing how they're filtering that
0: how often do you think that kind of disconnect happens in the average corporate environment in america
1: all day every day it's it's just all day every day
0: it's no wonder uh, people aren't frustrated that are frustrated all the time at work
1: Oh, yeah, I, I've got a client that I'm working with right now. And it's as though his boss, who is the, the CEO, has told me, it's as though a light has come on with this guy because it, it just has never occurred to him. So I asked him in a coaching session a few months back. I said, you have children? He said, yes. You have a daughter that's four years old? Yes. I said, do you ever talk with that daughter and tell her something that you find out later that she just didn't understand? Yes. Did you know at the time that she didn't understand it? No, I didn't. Um, and then I had to be careful how it counts this because I was talking about the guy's daughter. But what I'm thinking was, what well, did she not understand it just because uh, sh- she's not smart enough to understand it? No, well, clearly that's not the case because clearly it's a brilliant four-year-old. Or did she not understand it because perhaps she didn't have the experience to understand what he was talking about? Did she not understand it because she didn't understand the context of what he was talking about? Both of those things are more likely. So if it is important to you, Jim, for your four-year-old to understand this, then you are going to uh, simplify the explanation to make sure that you're putting it in terms and in context context that they can understand, and I would say that that's incumbent on us in the workplace. We're certainly not talking to four-year-olds, and and you know I've, I've got all sorts of sarcastic jokes that I could make there, but it's it, it's incumbent on me to make sure that there is a full understanding. Just because I've got it doesn't mean that, that that you're hearing it. So again, you know the old expression: what I'm saying and what you're hearing are two different things. They are because they are always filtered through my context, my emotions, my understanding, and, and my priorities. So we, we've got to ask the questions. First, we've got to go in and prepare to give a thorough explanation. And then we have to take the time to ask the questions to assure understanding.
0: I, I, I'm not sure if you just said, but it also has to filter. through. So the context, their, their right. personal filter, their, their, their life experiences, but also their emotions at the time.
1: I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. B- because I mean, I mean, some,
0: somebody might have been really, they get called in, they get really frustrated or they get there. They came in, they were already upset because something's going on at home. We often don't in the work context, take into consideration what's going on at home. Absolutely, But all of that impacts our ability to hear and understand
1: and understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it not only, uh, we just, we just posted, my organization just posted an article to, uh, uh, to LinkedIn in the last day or so talking about the, the uh, emotional impact of the current political, social health environment, uh, financial environment that we're living in. So it it impacts not only our uh, ability to understand, Jim, but our willingness to understand. I've got my mind on things that are maybe more important or at least more important to me right now. So I I not only am not hearing what you're saying, I don't really care to some extent. And that's, You know, that that may sound harsh, but it's got to move up on my priority list somehow. And it's your responsibility to help me move it up. The fact that you dictate it, um, I understand that from an authority standpoint. But if we're talking about getting it done, if we're talking about effectiveness, we can put authority out the window and, and just talk about effectiveness. I have to communicate in the way that's most effective. Let, let's imagine this. So this. This is an extreme, but I think it's a valid example. I, I've got another client that uh, is not uh, U.S. born. He's, he's from the Middle East, and I've got to assume that when he's at home in the Middle East, that he's exceptionally fluent. I know for a fact that he's exceptionally well-educated. Ed- he has decades of experience in his industry. And I have to believe that when he is back there, that his communication is just as smooth and fluid as it could possibly be. I confess that in our coaching sessions, I struggle because I have to ask him to repeat things. I have to ask him to to explain things that – that are really probably pretty simple concepts, but I just didn't understand because of the language barrier. Sure. It, what, what, what we are trying to get across with that phrase is that there are language barriers for those of us that are English is our first language as well. There <laughs> are language barriers because I don't understand your um, uh, your technical context there are language barriers because uh, your processes are different from my process so when you so when you say something I'm trying to apply it in the context of our processes so questions you know the the counter to this the solution to this is to learn to ask effective questions to ensure that I have communicated effectively
0: yeah you know, right before the show today we were talking about growing up and some experiences and we talked about a beautiful winter morning now your perspective of a beautiful winter morning having (laughs) grown up in florida versus my example or my idyllic beautiful winter morning having grown up in the frozen tundra of minnesota they're different yet the words are exactly the same
1: yeah, absolutely. We we can identify winter down there because of so many out-of-state license plates. Yeah, you know? so that's <laughs> that's how we know it's winter. And the humidity,
0: it drops and down. The, yeah,
1: yeah. Humidity drops in the tank down to the mid 80s. Yeah, you know? so so that's a good winter day for us. For you, your context is altogether different. Right. So it it, it is. I start to say it's important. It, it's not. It is imperative that we remember that. Each of us, all of us, every one of us has a different context. So we must slow down a little bit. I'm not talking about drag it out, slow down a little bit just to ensure that we have communicated effectively and that the listener not only understands exactly you know what I have said to them, but my expectations and my intent and in what I've said. I have to you know, we, we, we need to throw in there as well that uh, not only are, if, is this based on the fact that the listener might have a different context, but I may not be the most effective communicator of what I'm saying as well. So uh, as evidenced by the last couple sentences, uh, you know, I've got to become more skilled. I've got to build that skill of effective communication not only in answering questions, but in making sure that I provide exactly what my, include exactly what my expectations are when i communicate.
0: communicating. I like to. So the proverb today we're talking about is understanding by the listener is always the responsibility of the speaker. And I want to, you know, I'm a simpler, I'm a simple guy. I don't have doctor in front of my name. To me, it seems like this can be narrowed down to just a couple of very simple sentences. After you ex, After you say something to somebody, ask them, it's, what is it that you heard me say and ask you to do? And, and then just let them talk. I mean, this is, a, this is a simple process because we're trying to learn how to communicate. And you have to learn your people because you may communicate. You may have five direct reports, and you may have to communicate differently to each one of those direct reports. just like uh, growing up, I got three kids. Exactly. I got to talk to all three of my kids totally differently. Uh, exactly. Same thing. Is, same to thing to as get the same report. outcome. Right. Beca- because, right. they, yeah. because they all process differently. Yeah. So, it, and, exactly. and yes, from all three of them means totally different things. Yes, from my youngest daughter means I'll, it'll be done in 30 seconds. Yes, from my son will mean, yeah, probably not going to do that. And yes, from my oldest I daughter, I mean, I'm going to do it. It probably be after I go to Starbucks and get a coffee. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, so in the corporate environment, Steve, it's about appreciating our people and learning who they are in order to yeah. help them be successful. Am I, am I catching this? Because it seems like this yeah. is a simple solution.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you're catching it. What, what, you know, One of the words today that gets a lot of attention is diversity. And we need to understand that there is diversity in every group, regardless of race, creed, color, sexual orientation, whatever. You know, th- There's diversity in every group, every group of listeners. So, yes, it's as simple as asking those questions. Now, I have to be careful that I ask those questions in a non-offensive way uh, because I want to be effective even in asking the question. But if I ask the question and I get the feedback that assures me that they have heard not not only my words, but my intent. Right. See, there's, there's the magic word, the intent, that they've heard not only my words, but my intent, then I can walk away from there uh, comfortable that I have communicated effectively.
0: And if your direct reports are used to you asking that question, what did you hear me say? They're not going to take offense at that because they're expecting it because they they know that you're trying to fine-tune your communication method. Dr. Steve Steff, this is a fantastic conversation, understanding by the listeners always the responsibility of the speaker. A a fantastic one, Steve. Thank you. Good. Thanks, Joe. And to our listeners, please check us out online, tleadership.com, tleadership.com. Lots of ways for you to connect with us on our website, our phone number, a contact us page. We'd love to hear from you on how we can help you become a transforming leader. Until next time. And that ends our discussion for today. Thanks for listening to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with author and speaker, Dr. Steve Steff. For more information on how Dr. Stepp and the Transforming Leadership Team can help you become a more effective leader, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Until next time, remember, building effectiveness in
1: leaders starts with the transformation of your heart towards your people.